This is Larie Daniel Favors, and welcome to The Hub. Grace Alea, the founder and CEO of her self-named company, which is now approaching $9 million in annual sales, is here with us today. I am so excited about this conversation. Uh, Ms. Alea, thank you for joining us today. Hi, so happy to be here. We are happy to have you. You know, we are in a time right now where black women entrepreneurs are among the fastest growing group of folks who are starting businesses in this country and who are frankly able to really register a lot of successes. You uh, came to the knowledge of a lot of us in the roughly around 2014 or so. And now uh, your company is approaching $9 million in annual sales. Talk to us about how you first got started in this industry. Sure. So we started in 2014. Uh, and I mean, so I created the product probably February of that year. As a, Honestly, it was just a real a, a solution to a very real problem in my own life of breakage. I wanted something stylish that I could wear out into the world, but that was also going to protect my hair because I had experienced some pretty catastrophic breakage. And so I created the product in February of 2014. And a few months later, you know, we were kind of, I was with my family and I showed it to friends and family and they're like, oh my goodness, you know, this is something that could maybe be a business. Um, and we we were just kind of, you know, bouncing the ideas around. And my brother actually was like, why don't you, let's, let's here's, he gave me basically a $10,000 credit card. We started in a deficit and he was like, let's see what we can do with this, right? And so with that, with that um, small investment, uh, he, I w- was able to do our first manufacturing run. We did, uh, we created our content, uh, had a photo shoot, and created our website. And we officially launched in September of 2014. And we we emailed a, a hundred different influencers. Well, now they're called influencers. Back then, we were calling them YouTubers with a high following, and because <laughs> we knew that this was something. Yeah, back then. Now, of course, we know them as influencers. But we knew that this was something that we couldn't just put on the shelf, like go to a big retailer and put it on the shelf and next to, you know, a, a $5 bonnet because people would wonder um, the, what the higher price point is. And then at the same time, we couldn't go put it next to a, a beanie inside of Nordstrom and because people would be wondering what, why they're satin on the inside. So we knew that this mm. product needed an explanation. And so... We decided to partner with YouTubers with a high following, or, or tried to, I should say, at the time. We launched in September, and we sent out emails to hundreds of influencers, hundreds of influencers. We got responses from three total. <laughs> one wow. said no. I know. <laughs> one said no. One said no. Thing, no. One said no. One said not now. And then one said, "I've never actually heard of sleeping with satin, but go ahead and send me one, and I'll see." So a month later, we're rejoicing at you know. Uh, one or two sales in a day, five sales that come in in a day. We're like, oh my goodness, like we got five today. And suddenly in late October of 2014, we had like 25 sales in a day. And then the next day it went up to 40 or 50. And we were like, what? It did this little spike until it came back down. And we were, we were just wondering where, where all the traffic was coming from. And my brother did some, some digging and we found that all of the traffic was coming from the one influencer who said, I've never heard of sleep on satin. Go ahead and send me one. 
And that's wow. kind of how we use we throughout 2015. We we partnered with many different influencers. That became like a, we we knew we were on the right track. We partnered with many different influencers to help us explain the product to their audiences, and that's how we grew from uh, 10, 10x year over year from 2014 to 2017 or 2016, I should say, uh, we grew year over year 10x because we were partnering with these influencers who were giving it to a much wider audience. So, and, and then from there, Facebook advertising and it, the, the, the ball, the avalanche started happening and, you know, we kept building on, on previous successes and stuff. I, I, I'm so glad that you shared that story because I think for a lot of us who have an idea, have a dream, have a goal, or, or just mm-hmm. something happened and we created a, an innovative solution, we often think, mm-hmm. well, I don't have a budget for marketing. I don't have a fancy website. Mm-hmm. I don't have the connects. Yep. And knowing that you all, because I remember when you all first came onto the YouTube space, this was back when, you know, mm-hmm. natural hair, you know, YouTubing was still a thing mm-hmm. when the natural hair community was yep. still sort of like, oh, snap, we here and we got video skills. Uh, so yep, I, remember, yep. <laughs> I remember that era. And I, I too was like uh-huh. that, that, that influence. I had never heard of sleeping with satin for black women mm-hmm. and, or for black people. Why is there a suggestion? What is the connection between sleeping on a satin, satin product, either a pillowcase or having mm-hmm. a, a a hat like yours, the slap, the slap, satin lined cap. What is the benefit for our hair when people of African descent are sleeping on these types of products? Yeah, so satin protects our hair from friction. And the cotton pillowcases and a lot of these harsher fabrics might, uh, they're usually moisture absorbers. So cotton is a natural fi- uh, plant uh, fabric, so it absorbs water. And so that means it's absorbing moisture from your hair and it's sucking out a lot of the hydration that you might have just put in, let's say you went to bed, you put some oil, did an oil treatment, and now all of that's going to be sitting inside of the fibers of this cotton pillowcase. What what satin allows your hair to do is avoid the friction that, that often leads to tangles and eventually bedhead and, you know, over time, breakage. That could lead to breakage. So satin creates a barrier between your hair and harsh fabric. Because satin is a smooth, smooth substance, a smooth fabric, it allows our hair to glide along it instead of snagging and, and you know, causing the things that would lead to breakage. So satin is huge for, especially for the, the curlier your hair, the more fragile the strands can be. Mm. So that's why it's so, it's so uh, important for, for um, black women, especially all the way down to from, from, you know, 3A to 4C that they sleep with satin, whether it's a satin scarf, a satin, um, a slap, a, a pillowcase, something to make sure that you're, you're protecting your hair. You have a barrier between your hair and harsh fabrics so that you're protecting your hair from that friction. Now, did you know that at the time or was this something you were just sort of intuitively drawn to? So I had been sleeping with different elements of a satin something in my life. So it, it wasn't always satin. It, was, it might've been a nylon, a nylon, a do-rag, a nylon mm. uh, pantyhose with the with the, um, the feet cut off, you know, um, <laughs> A scarf that may or may not have been satin, but I think I, my my mom's from Kenya, and they were they they were always sleeping with some sort of thing, and sometimes it was actually cotton. It was just more to keep your hair was the thought, you know. Um, and then I think my hairdresser when I was younger suggested, you know, bring bring me your scarf. Let me see what what the material is, and that's when I started kind of learning. Oh wait, you know, the more fragile your hair strands are, the more mm important it is for for you to sleep with satin to to avoid any any breakage 
I remember when I first learned that our hair that's like ours, the kinky, coily, textured hair, I remember first learning that it was mm-hmm. one of the more fragile forms of hair, which really kind of messed with my worldview. Because, you know, I, I'm sort of one of right. them black women who's like, we black and strong. Everything we do, we are strong. Like, I'm like, what you mean? Yeah. Our hair? Because, you know, and I, I'm an yeah. Afro wearer. So, I, you know, I believe in a big old Afro and it feels strong and empowered. Yeah. And then when I learned the science yeah. that at every point, if you look at a strand of your hair, at every point where there's a mm-hmm. curl, or a bend or a kink that is a point of potential Mm -hmm. breakage so even though our hair you know it has the the aura of strength and durability it's actually very very fragile and we don't often have the tools and the products necessary Mm -hmm. um, to help manipulate Mm -hmm. it in it in a way that's going to leave it healthy and if you got a lot of hair you might not even catch the fact that you're losing a lot of it due to the the inappropriate Mm -hmm. use of products and tools um, because there you know there's so much of it uh so i when i first learned that i was like what? <laughs> this is I know. completely it's messing crazy. with my world. Even, even the fact that, you know, a, a lot of our natural oil that we cre- create on our scalp, called sebum, it takes longer to travel to the, to the tips of our hair because of those coils, because of mm. those kinks, right? And so it's important. That's why we, you're right. We have to find the right products to put into the hair to add the moisture. So it's, it's, a, so it's not just sitting on our hair, but actually penetrating into the, into the shaft. So you're, you're right on. Yeah. And, and that's actually why, you know, for our white brothers and sisters or folks who have naturally straight hair that is not textured in the mm-hmm. way that African descendant hair is, their sebum, mm-hmm. it just goes straight down the hair shaft. That's why they got to wash their hair exactly. every day. And it gets very, very greasy yep. very quickly because the oils mm-hmm. on their scalp, mm-hmm. they don't have 511 million different coils to navigate around <laughs> <laughs> before it gets to the bottom. So they have to wash their hair yep. every day. Otherwise, yep. it's, you know, it's, it's not as pleasant. Uh, and so so yeah. when you think about the science behind uh, our hair care. We know that over the course, you know, I'd say in the early 2000s, there was this explosion of, of really mm-hmm. a marriage between uh, p- black women who were finally saying, you know what, what I'm going to do is wear my hair the way God or the universe or however we mm-hmm. got here, whoever made us intended my texture to be, uh-huh. I'm going to go with that. That was really yep. married with the explosion in social media. And, and as you referenced, those influencers, mm-hmm. those early folks who were, you know, the, the ones who are putting out YouTube videos, this is how you wear a wash and go, mm-hmm. or this is how, you know, this is why mm-hmm. four seed can't do a wash and go. It's like a wash and no. And yep. this, you know, just explaining all the rules, uh, <laughs> and go with it. Um, and uh-huh. you, you have this product, you have this one successful entrepreneur or, or influencer who was able to sort of introduce your product to the world. How is it that mm-hmm. you went from that to now being able to, and I know that you, you mentioned the growth and how year over year you were expanding. How were you able to mm-hmm. expand your marketing and shift your marketing approach considering some of what people might call restrictions within the target audience that you are, are focused on? Mm-hmm. Restrictions. So I actually find it, it very, we're in such an amazing time in my opinion. I think that's why we're probably seeing a lot more black women entrepreneurs because back in the day we had to go you had in order to get a successful brand launched you had to probably have you know tons of funding you know in order to get yourself in and and personal connections in order to get yourself into the small rooms where big decisions are happening for national brands right so the only way that the only way that you could get your your product out there was to find your way into a buyer's office who could put you into 2,000 Target stores across the, the nation. Now, mm. we don't have to do that. We can go directly to the customer, 
we can we can explain we can talk because of social media because of youtube because of all of these 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 platforms that have been uh, created since the early 2000s we can go directly to our customer and that's what we did so we started with influencer we we and we spoke directly to our customers right away we built that email list that was huge for us and that was and that was right when when email marketing became became a thing we you know we're up to you know three quarters of a million people on our email list and so it's like we right away we knew that it was important to to control the narrative around our product and so I, then that's honestly what I encourage other people to do as well. You know, try to to talk directly to the people, you know, whether it's mm. through your social media channels, whether it's through like, what, like we did with email, uh, uh, partnering with influencers who who you are you are using, you know, who you are educating and then and then partnering with for them to get to be your voice for for your product in a, in a video or a post or whatever it is but i my my the, the biggest way that we grew was that just that it was it was being able to control the narrative around our product that's really impressive because controlling the narrative is is something that our community sometimes struggles with uh, and and being able mm. to own our message and amplify it in the way that makes most sense to us can sometimes be mm-hmm. a real stumbling block when you mm-hmm. decided that expansion was where you were going when you realized that this was obviously going to to be something that stuck and the community was mm-hmm. i mean and i'll be honest with you i have your products my daughter has your products my mother has your products. Oh, I mean, we, awesome. we have the product i mean they they work they're really uh-huh. They're, they're helpful, mm-hmm. one, to sleep in, yes, but they are also stylish enough that you can wear them outside uh, as well. Mm-hmm. But when you made the decision to focus in on this area, were there any critiques that perhaps your market was too small? Perhaps you were being too hyper-specific in the group that you were targeting? It's expensive to market to a lot of people at once, right? A lot of demographics mm-hmm. at once. Uh, and you find out early that it is expensive to try to, because our product honestly can help many, di- anyone with hair, anyone with fragile hair, you know, actually our, the first influencer that we had actually was, um, a lot of her audience was in Northern Europe. So a lot of people oh, wow. with fine blonde hair, you know, mm-hmm. um, and the, and we, we focused and she was the one that responded with, I'd never heard of sleeping with Patton, uh, but we focused in and, uh, you know, to, to, you know, the black woman demographic, because it's, it's honestly was expensive to be, to try to broaden it too much. Mm. And, but the more and more, but as we started growing more and more demographics started understanding the product and understanding the benefit behind it. And so it's almost like, you know, at first you you have this machine gun spray, you know, when, when you're in war and it's like, you're just kind of shooting off your gun, not even a machine gun, you just have a, a, a shotgun and you're just shooting with your eyes closed, you know, try, hoping you hit your target. Mm. That's not an effective strategy. It's like when, but when, if you get a sniper, you, you, you focus in, you're going to actually have some, some impact, you know, mm. you're actually going to hit your tiger, target. So we started with a focus, <laughs> you know, we want to make sure that we're, we're hitting the people uh, we want to be hitting. And then other people are going to start understanding. And as we grew, we started getting, you know, more resources and we were able to actually expand um, uh, the the focus a little bit more, uh, more and more to men, to to other demographics, to, to curly hair, um, whether or not black, black or not, right? Because uh, curl, I think I think we we discovered that fifty percent of the world has some sort of curl in their hair, even if it's two mm. C, right? So fifty percent of the world has some sort of curl to their hair. Uh, it's actually so that means that our our demographic opens up tremendously 
But to start there is going to be expensive. It's going to be difficult to, to make all those demographics understand. And so we, we, we focused in because most primarily because of cost, but also it was, it was just, it's a, it's a, when you focus on one, the rest start coming too. <laughs> you know, like once you get mm. the demographic, your target demographic to understand, the rest start coming. If you actually look at a lot of the, the, um, the brands that are out there that are not focused on black women, let's say, you know, there's so there's how many products did we buy that were completely not for our demographic? Wow. You know, just we are, so the same thing happens in the reverse. You know, the, the other mm. other demographics will begin to understand. Oh, this is beneficial for my hair too. Yes, it is. Please, like we want you to. We it's definitely, but you know, um, in terms of targeted messaging, it's just where we started. For sure. Mm, I love that. I absolutely love that because it feels like uh, what I'm taking from this is when you double down on your home base, when you've identified your audience mm-hmm. and you double down, other audiences will naturally be attracted because of that's mm-hmm. just sort of how good effective marketing works. But, you know, I yep. feel like there's a, an even a, a greater underlying message here, because particularly for people of African descent uh, in this country, anyway, we are often implicitly and many times explicitly taught not to focus on our own well you don't just want to service the blacks mm-hmm. you have to make sure you're universal yeah. and and that is not true <laughs> and that is yeah, absolutely not. not true uh, so i'm mm-hmm. so glad that you were able to give us a real world example of what that means we actually have a caller on the line right now who apparently uh, is literally wearing one of your satin caps right now oh, do you yay. mind if you take a question for <laughs> all right so mary from louisiana oh, Thank you so much for calling. Mary, you are on with Grace Alea. What is it that you would like to say this morning? Hi, Lorraine. Hi, Grace. Hi. Hi, Mary. Grace, love your product. I have been oh, a long time so uh, customer since you started out. And oh, man. thank um, you so much. Yeah, when your prices were lower, <laughs> I was there. <laughs> Oh my gosh, the prices have gone up, but I'm still sticking (laughs) with you because it has been a savior for me. I went through COVID in 2020 Mm. before there were vaccines and all of that. And I have kinky curly hair, but Mm -hmm. I would wait to my doctor's appointments and, you know, wash Mm. them. Autumn or, you know, mm. where's my slap? Where's my slap? You know? And then mm. I started on five at a time, and I just recently ordered some more. So I order mm. them constantly, and I usually, you know, I take advantage of your buy one, get one. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I pass them on to coworkers. Um, I work mm-hmm. for the federal government, and so I get them okay. as gifts to my sister, niece, nephew. Mm-hmm. So I'm always mm-hmm. ordering and I'm so proud of you. I am so, so Thank proud you so of much, you Mary. and I want you to know that. Mm. Yeah, Thank you so much, and Lorraine, I'm proud of you and I'm loving your platform that you're putting people on like Grace because it motivates not only myself, but um, a 30-year-old niece and Mm. We're all trying to get in the spectrum of owning our own and use our creativity mm-hmm. to get where that. we need to go. 
I love that. Miss Mary, thank you so much for calling it and for lending your support. You have there, uh, Grace, a happy customer. Uh, so at, you know, you know <laughs> of that. that which you speak. And she said when the price, I, I too noticed when the prices went up. I was like, well, let me bulk buy right now. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it at all. Listen, we are growing and you have a supply chain. Yeah. I get it. I understand it. I, and, and I do I take a huge advantage of the buy one, get ones because, you know, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm economical. Uh, so where yeah. do you, no, where do you, no. go ahead, go ahead. I was just gonna say, I love what that Miss Mary just said about her, how she wore it through COVID and, you know, she would, she would, for all of her doctor's appointments, we actually pray over, we're, we're Christians, so we pray over our products that it would be wow. that, that, you know, a source of like peace and comfort, you know, like, as, because we used to, we used to have a lot of chemotherapy patients who would be, who would purchase them. So we, we used to, we would, mm. we pray over our products before we, before we send them out. So I love that. That's such a testimony in, in general to me. Um, of just what God is doing through the mm. product. So I love that. Sorry. Yeah. I love it. No, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. Where, where do you see yourself going? Where are you taking your company next? So we are, so as we move into 2022, we're actually really excited to be, to be um, launching a, a hair care line that's specifically for um, the, the three and four type hair that helps define the curls wow. and, and do all that. So that's one big thing that we're really excited about. It's like three, it's like five years in the making. <laughs> um, wow. I, I, I'm such a perfectionist that I, I've, I haven't wanted to, I haven't wanted to, to launch it until we got it right. And so we're, we're really excited about, um, about the product that we're, we're getting ready to launch next year. So that's a big one that we're, well, you're, you're going to have to make sure you come back and, and share that product launch with us because I yeah. can see the audience. Uh, there are a lot of folks out there who are very comfortable uh, with your brand and with your products and are really appreciative of the work yeah. that you're doing. And, and knowing that you pray oh. over the products, that just makes my little heart feel good. Grace, what advice do you have for the person who is listening right now who similarly has something that recently happened to them that's sparked an idea, uh, that sparked a mm-hmm. desire to fix something in some way. What advice do you have for them as someone who sort of navigated the first, you know, they usually say most small businesses within three to five years, they don't make it. You have defied mm-hmm. that, yeah. that statistic. What is your advice for how to best prepare yourself for success as an entrepreneur? Mm-hmm. Sure. So there's, I have two pieces of advice for this. So for the budding entrepreneur who, who hasn't yet launched I, my, Advice is cliche, but it's launch. <laughs> Just start wherever you are, right? My my first focus groups and customers were my friends and family. So I so I a lot of them wouldn't even let me just give it to them. They they you would pay me the whatever amount to 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 get the product, and I was making them myself. I was sewing them and making them myself, and then getting feedback from like from they were my first customers, and then my first uh, focus groups. Just start sell on Etsy. Now there's so many different platforms where you have the opportunity to immediately sell your products. Amazon, Etsy, eBay, start. Go, mm-hmm. go door to door if you have to. Do, do whatever. Farmers markets. Find, a, find the place where you can sell. Get, get, immediate, get immediate feedback for your product or service. It could be a service that you're, that you're offering. Um, and just, just begin. Just start. The next piece of advice is also cliche for the one who may have already started and is feeling a little bit discouraged right now. Keep going. Do not stop. The, the, the only way you lose is by stopping. You may have to pivot here and there. There's multiple times we were ready to play the violins as the ship went down. 
But mm. we just kept going. There, there's a quote that I live by. Fear and faith have the same thing in common in that they both require you to believe something that hasn't happened yet. So why we... Whoa, 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 whoa. wait, so wait, wait. <laughs> say it again. I, I Say that one more say time. Say it one more please. time for the people in the back. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fear and faith have the same thing in common in that they both require you to believe something that hasn't happened yet. Mm. Whether you're relying on, you're you're listening, I should say, to fear, or you're listening to faith, both of them, both of the situations have not happened yet. So you you have the option to find the faith, find the hope in the situation. Let your hopes, let your your choices reflect your hopes, not your fears. That's a Mm. Nelson Mandela quote. Make sure that when, when you are, because it's easy, when, when you have a million things before you, you have product issues, product quality issues, supply chain issues, uh, employee, employee issues, financial issues, everything's coming against, can be coming against you. But what you have to do is, is what I say is first find the hope in the situation. I actually like, will, like physically go get high. If you have a, like a, a hill in your, in your purview or like you have a, a high building, I literally will go get high just so I can see like, look how tiny the cars are. Look how tiny the houses are. When I, my, when my perspective shifts to a higher perspective, every, the, these problems will look small compared to, compared to what they were when I was down on the ground. Right. Mm. So it's like find ways to find, to find the hope. The next thing is also just, just solve the problem in front of you. So if you have a million, we know, we know that they're all there. All of them are there. But what is the one you can solve right now? Solve that one and then move to the next one. But just keep going. That's, that is my, the, the biggest advice I have to, to entrepreneurs is keep going because, because you will eventually get to the other side of the problem. And the fact that you found the solution for that one will give you greater faith or greater ability to solve the next problem that's definitely going to be even bigger than that. <laughs> Man, I was not expecting a sermon, and yet here we are. Um, so I, I had to take notes. I had to take notes. Let your choices reflect your hopes, not your fears. Thank you, Nelson Mandela, for that. And fear right. and faith both mm-hmm. require you to believe in something that hasn't happened yet. Good. Good, 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 good. Yep. Uh, All right. <laughs> one of my final questions for you. Uh, you mentioned yeah. that at one point you were hand sewing each of the products, testing them out and, and mm-hmm. seeing whether or not they were successful. How did you know it was time to make the leap? And I I'm, I'm, think I know the answer to this, but I just wanted to have it explicitly said for the audience. How did you know it was time to make the leap from handmade products and I'm curious as to how many hands are actually making the products to actually having a manufacturing (laughs) system in place uh, where they were being made in in a a, 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 really in a way that was going to scale up as it pertains to your products and the amount of people Mm -hmm. you could actually service sure so I that happened pretty quick for me uh, because I take I think I was taking about 30 minutes plus just to sew the one (laughs) product Wow. Um, and I, I remember when I talked to my brother before, before it was like, here's a credit card. Maybe we can try try this. Um, before I, that, that conversation happened, I remember telling him like, I have this idea. I think we could sell like a hundred of these a day. And he was like, you think you can sell a hundred a day, you know? Um, and you know, mind you, we, we're selling like much more than that now, but mm-hmm. if I had gotten a hundred orders in one day back then, when I was doing 30 minutes just to sew, I'm not including bathroom breaks. I'm not including cutting. I'm not including, wow. you know, any of the other stuff. 30 minutes just to sew. I would have, in a full day of work, I would have sold, or sorry, sold, uh, sewn 16. Mm. <laughs> if I got 100 in a day back then, it would, it would have broken me. 
It would have yeah. I would I would not be here right now. And so that's why I also encourage entrepreneurs. You yes, have a big vision, but but make sure you are you are are living in in the moment because if you if you get too many, if you grow too quickly, you it will break you. Mm-hmm. You don't want you actually don't want to, you want to be able to sustain your growth, right? You wanted to be, to be able to, if we had gotten a hundred, then it wouldn't work. So uh, within a few months, uh, or I wouldn't say it was in, I think within like two or three months, as soon as my brother gave the card, I was like, okay, let, let's, let's do a manufacturer, a small one with a manufacturer here in LA. Um, and that was a whole journey in and of itself, but it was pretty quick for us because I realized I'm, I'm slow, <laughs> you know, I'm using mm-hmm. a home, mach- home sewing machine, you know, <laughs> like I, 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 there's no way that I'll be able to um, accommodate large volumes of orders doing it myself well, like this. So oh. well, let's hear it for brothers with credit cards uh, who are willing to invest <laughs> in their sister's <laughs> dreams. <laughs> Yeah, shout out to Emmanuel. <laughs> shout out to Emmanuel, uh, Emmanuel and Grace. That's amazing. Okay, so I see what your parents Aww. were doing. They they clearly had some good things in mind. Uh, shout out to Emmanuel. <laughs> Thank you for your investment in your sister's product. We are yes. all all of us who have had our edges saved and our, our spots healed and our 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 hair is luscious and flowing. We all thank you and your credit card. Uh, we are greatly appreciative. But Grace, what I'm also hearing is that you are not just passionate about your product. You don't just have a sense of purpose with the product. You know, your numbers, you know, your metrics, Mm. you know, your audience. And, and Mm. y'all, even though we've had Mm. a conversation that has been sort of about uh, Grace's product generally, I hope you heard the lessons that were in there, who she chose to market to, why she chose to limit her marketing, how she chose to mm-hmm. enter the field and contacting those influencers and using what I'm going to call culturally responsive marketing opportunities mm-hmm. to reach out to the audience that you were trying to cultivate. Uh, all of this is, is it's a beautiful story and I'm so thrilled to know that you are as successful as you have been, but there is also a lot of lesson. There are, there are a lot of lessons in your story that I think more of us need to be aware of because I cannot tell you when I was in private practice as an attorney how many beautiful people I met who had a dream that they were going to sell their grandma's Mm -hmm. hot hot sauce or or their grandma's, Mm -hmm. you know, recipe for this, that, or the other. And they had a passion. They had the dream. Mm -hmm. They didn't know metrics. They didn't know costs. Mm -hmm. They didn't know how to have, how to perform even a break, even analysis, let alone how to project Mm -hmm. for sales. Did not have any of those Mm -hmm. basic pieces of information that you have sort of outlined Mm -hmm. in this story that didn't talk really about hard numbers, but talked about your journey Mm -hmm. and your path. And I am so grateful to you for your example and for sharing your story with us today. It's been a real pleasure having you on. How can people uh, the follow pleasure you? Mine. How do they follow oh, you? So How do they fo- connect with you? Yeah, so you can connect with us on our Instagram or uh, at Grace Alea, uh, E-L-E-Y-A-E is my last name, and or on, on Facebook at that nine caps. And then our website is gracealea.com. GraceAlea.com or on the website Satin Lined Cat or at, at Instagram Satin Lined Caps. Is that correct? Let me make sure I'm not yeah. messing up your. your... Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. So I know, I know. I just, I just threw out a bunch. So Facebook is at Satin Lined Caps. Instagram is at GraceAlea. Website is GraceAlea.com. Grace Alea, you are amazing. I hope we can get you to come back to talk about that other product you're about to launch. Oh, Thank yeah. you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me, Lori.